train long enough, work out long enough, or if you're an athlete long enough in your life, you'll come in contact with the local PT, the physical therapist, who by the time you leave his or her office got you speaking Latin, right? It's Longus and Magnus this, it's Dorsi, it's Pronator that, and that means injury, oh, and injury rehab, oh, how long does it take, why is it hurt, why do I feel like I'm moving backwards when I used to be able to dunk, now it's, I got, I'm, I'm playing around with Nerf balls or something like that, and there's this huge delta between the now and what I used to be able to do can be very lugubrious. But I'm going to help you through it. We're going to talk about some tips, some things to watch out for to get you past them stages right there. Because when you get injured, it's nothing fun. It helps because it reminds us that our body is quite mortal. That our bodies is, while very much designed for longevity, you know what I mean? If I wanted to go and hunt and I'm a caveman, I could outrun any animal if we're talking endurance on the planet. That's what our bodies are built for, built for the long haul. But them joints, they deteriorate. Sometimes the bone matrix deteriorates and it requires us to meet up and learn some Latin. So today we're going to talk about it. Welcome to yet another episode of Ego Killer. I'm Johan. We're peeling, we're peeling and ripping back another layer of the human condition because we need to figure out what makes you tick so that I know what makes me tick and we can meet in the middle, commune and share ideas about how to get by through sticking points, which requires us to take a little bit of a look on the inside of ourselves. Then we can use repeatable, actionable tips and advice to get by, get stronger, and be super duper healthy going forward. Welcome to another one. The ego plays a centralized role in the in the inside of physical therapy and recovery and rehabilitation because again the ego is acutely trying to keep you safe your ego is an overbearing like godmother that doesn't let you go outside because the pollen counts too high oh the pollen counts not that high the ego says oh no the, the, you're allergic to grass remember better bring a sweater it's too cold out there that's the ego its job is that of an overbearing godmother godfather right trope that says you're not gonna go outside there's stuff out there you're not gonna take on new challenges challenges are scary and when we get injured we're butt up against those challenges as our bodies designed yes for longevity start to break down either we broke them down or it was a long process that is coming to a head overuse injuries oh the knee starts to deteriorate. These little, we call them meniscuses, these little discs, they're nothing like nice. They start to deteriorate. Maybe we've taken trauma and that, that beautiful coating on the outside of the, of the uh, condyle, the tip of our bones, starts to wear away and dissolve. The cartilage goes away. Maybe we got those bone spurs. The ends of our tendons start to fray off and get hard, right? We believe that's what bone spurs are. Maybe it's a series of less kind of scary, right, ominous things, and it's just your neck is tight, right? Your your levator scapulae, you can't turn your neck, my neck, my back, right? I think my neck and my back 
You should have said my latissimus dorsi and my levator scapulae. That wouldn't have been as funny, though, in, in that movie. Um, in Friday, right? Um, my neck, it's hurting all the time. I got a bunch of tight fascicles inside of that tissue. Now I'm not turning good. But then I, hey, I'm still going to go out and do my thing. I'm still going to play some pickleball, something that uses my upper body. I'm still going to go and work out. But now I got that stiff neck. I'm going to injure myself. So now that our ego is like, dude, I've injured myself. You know, sis, you're injured. Hmm. Body isn't going to really last forever, is it? Now you start to get a little bit worried. Well, if you have the right hookup, maybe the right insurance company, you go and see the very smart physical therapist. And Doc's going to tell you all the moves that you need to recover from that injury. Right? Gonna have to lift your left, wiggle your big toe like Kill Bill, you know, 42 times in a row. And then wiggle the right toe, right? And what's interesting over the years is how I've seen some of you guys sprint towards recovery, no matter how kind of asinine that exercises seem, because in your mind, you've let that ego, you kick that ego to the curb, and you said, I'm going to recover. You. Usually, right, okay, and the type of person that I've met that's really fixated on the final goal of being happy and having a great recovery, folks, you guys, all right, if I'm speaking to you, right, my um, faithful trainee Juliana was like this, um, Georgiana was like this, my other uh, Spanish client with the name Georgiana, <laughs> she was also like this. Both of these two are examples of folks that focused on the long term. They just wanted to be healthy. And so they trained with me for many years. And whenever they got injured and had to see the PT and were speaking Latin, they never got bogged down by the process because it was always in their mind and it should be in yours that this isn't about looking good at the beach next year. This is about living to be 90, having 90 quality years of life. And so if an injury pops up, pops up, I'm going to recover. And that's the mindset you guys need to adopt. But I've also met people where it's just horrible. And what I've noticed too, right? And I've talked about a couple of guys like this, right? Um, he used to train Travis, blew out his Achilles, blew out his labrum, or sorry, his meniscus in his, in his knee. And he had to go through recovery. Travis's big problem was he used to be a pro ball player. So now these tiny little parts of his body are falling off, right? They're turning into dust. You know what I'm saying? Because he's getting older or whatever. He's just super duper active because he's used to that adrenaline pumping action in his life. And now it's wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big, big toe like Kill Bill. And that's not nearly as fun or as exciting or as sexy. So we're going to break down some of those barriers, right? You got to grapple. You got to come to, you got to put that in a Kimura, in a grapple, right? That gable grip for the ego-driven expectation, the fear and frustrations that happen and pop up during the recovery process. We got to think through this a little bit when you get injured. What you're going to focus on. Remember, I'm going to tell you right away. It's about goals. I suggest you set some 
today about why you're out here training. And this is a conversation you can have with me as a coach or any of the coaches that you know personally. Have the conversation about long-term goals. You're in this for a long, not a short and a good. That way, once you get injured and got to come back from it, it doesn't seem like wiggling your big toe, (laughs) which you're going to have to end up doing. Small, minute, boring movements over and over again. That doesn't become what you focus on. You're instead fixated on that long-term health still. And this is just another, the road went that way. And you could see the end of it, right? The destination was over there. It was way far away, but you saw the path in front of you, right? You get injured. Well, the destination still is in clear sight. You're just going to take a different road to get there. High-level athletes. Maybe if we have short-term goals, we don't see the path anymore, right? We start to think the destination shifts. It don't. But that's the way the ego likes to trick us. The ego, our ego, the part of ourself that we identify too closely with, is only concerned with judgment and safety, tells us, just give up, (laughs) basically, on whatever activity it was you were doing when you were injured. Never try again. All right. We want to try again. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's drop let's drop some nuggets here. Ever the ego killing sentimentality, right? It's all get tougher, work out more, but then you did that and you got injured, so let's Let's try to peel back. Let's try to peel back a layer. All right. We want to establish a connection between mind and body when we talk about our recovery. We already did that. I was thinking about walking home and then I tripped and broke my toe. Right. I was thinking about taking that jump shot. I was thinking about running that obstacle course race and then I sprained my ankle mind-body connection. My mind was telling me to run. My body said, nope. About to speak this Latin. And now you're at the PT's office learning that dead language, right? About the body. Learning about the movement that you're trying to reconnect to. Learning about how to rebuild yourself up. Alright, so like we gotta build some resilience in general. I told you, there's always on this show a spark of you just gotta get tougher at some point. This is going to prop up a lot. (laughs) So how do we do it? We talked about a growth mindset. We talked about managing stress. We talked about cultivating a mind-body connection and thinking about what we're working. We think about those things because if we don't, We acquiesce to a fear of failure. Now, the number one fear of failure that I see from you guys, that for myself has propped up. I didn't go to physical therapy the last time I had uh, an injury. But what happens with a lot of you guys is the comparison between what you could do before the injury happened, before the um, 
it doesn't even have to be just like a sports injury, right? Maybe it's a heart attack. And uh, maybe you just have to redirect in some way. Change the trajectory of your physical life. Because what you were doing before got you kind of messed up. Maybe you were eating so poorly, right? And you developed an inflammation inside your body, right? I've heard people talk about that Hashimoto's before and come to me with that. And what we do is we fear what's on the other side. We fear the speed or lack thereof of the recovery process. And so we just ditch the whole thing, right? The 76ers were telling people to trust the process. That process took like six years. I'm not an NBA guy, but I know that the process, if someone's convincing you to trust the process, you're not looking for You're not betting on black and trying to hit on the next roulette spin. If I was playing roulette with someone and they were like, no, 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 trust the process. It means you have like, you're doing some like high level calculus in your mind about how we're going to bet on 34 the next roll and then this the next roll. You're not looking to win the whole jackpot right away. In other words, trust the process is like grab your popcorn. It's going to take a minute. And a lot of us have a real poor predilection or poor correlative result to doing that. We think that taking the time is actually worse for our body. But we start to fear and build that fear because this isn't what I used to be able to do. Well, you're going to get there, my friends. You're going to get there. You just got to work through the pain a little bit. The pain of realizing that the body is very mortal that the body is built for longevity and not necessarily exactly what happened the fact that a freak injury or freak ailment puts you back for a little bit maybe in the worst of circumstances a freak injury has a life-changing effect a deleterious effect on what it was you could do the important thing to remember almost all the time is that yo today's prices no is that today, the goal is get through today. And that that, that that never changes. All right. So we can add that to the board of, of colloquialisms and like, and like dartboard material for, for Eagle Killer, right? It's eat your vegetable. No, it's get tougher, work out, right? And get through today. Every time you're out here training, your goal is to simply train as hard as you can. If you do that, you've already trained harder than the last time you trained. And you don't have to focus on it anymore. That eliminates the fear of failure. That eliminates the comparison. So your ego and rehabilitation declines when we start to focus on Getting through today versus, oh, I used to be able to jump. Now my back is so stiff. I heard it a thousand times. I can't jump no more. My 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 guy, Sergey would hurt his back all the time. I told you my older guy, Sergey that I used to train with, hurt his back all the time because he for a long time was a tradie and he just hurt his back. And so as he got older, once upon a time, I had Sergey running on concrete Like, I had him doing a run. And uh, as I trained him for many, many, many years, 
we could look at Sergey after many back injuries and back spasms and say, we're not running ever again like that. Right? It's not so much age caught up with you, but stiffness caught up with you. <laughs> and so we're not going to be running anytime soon. So what do we do? We change direction. If his back is going to hurt, we got to treat that. Right? He's got to work through all his recovery and rehab. And we're just going to focus on these lifts and our strength. And adding mobility. So for him, I had to really change directions on what we wanted to do. Same thing might for you. Might be for you. Now, this is going to sound really sketchy coming from me. Because I'm not a... I've learned that patience is a virtue later in life. I thought it was completely useless as a young man. Right? And as a young athlete. But patience. Because it goes back to the fear of failure. You feel you feel failure when you get injured. Because you think, I'm not going to be able to do what I once did ever again. But it doesn't even, you don't need to do that. What you need to do is focus on what you'll be able to do going forward. And if those two meet up, you doubly win. Now we're not patient. Now we're not patient. We're setting our expectations way too high. Slow progress is always that father time stays unbeaten. Slow progress makes us feel like there's no progress. When, like we mentioned, progress is infinitely better than no progress at all. Right? If you're trying to get drive from New York to L.A., do your best not to sleep in your car every three hours and drive backward. Right? As long as you can sleep, you can rest, you keep moving westward, you'll get there. Take the time crunch up out the equation. Alright? Ah, so, it's important that we're in here... What are we doing? We're eating our vegetables. No, we're staying tough. We're staying tough. We're staying in the pocket. We're staying. We're working out. And we're focusing on today's prices. Not being yesterday's. Yesterday's prices. There was a time where you guys would be much more like subdued about recovering from injury. Injuries would take a long time to recover. But then Tony Ferguson came along. MMA fighter Tony Ferguson destroyed his knee, destroyed it, before he had a title fight against uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, who was a um, San Jose-bred middleweight uh, MMA, welterweight MMA fighter. And so he blew his big shot, wearing sunglasses indoors apparently, tripped on a cord, destroyed his knee. This was supposed to take some year, like a year for him to come back. Old boy came back in under a year from torn ligaments in his knee. Just shredded that thing like cheddar cheese, like Sargento. And dude decided, I'm not waiting that long, right? Uh, As of November 23, right? We have Aaron Rodgers being out on the field with a torn Achilles that's supposed to take like 12 months. And Kyler Murray is back after. Now, there's two things going on. Right? Doc is going to tell you, yo, this is going to take you, you know, 15 months to get after it. 
They're getting. They're not. What they're not gonna say is this is gonna take ten months. What they're not gonna say is, oh yeah, the PRP is gonna help you regrow the cartilage in your arm, leg, hip, nose, finger, arms, legs, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> right? They're not gonna tell you that because that would be a lie. What they are gonna tell you is what they know, that it's gonna take longer than it should to come back from your injury. Now, how much time should you spend besting that injury so you can point back at Doc and be like, you were wrong. You were you I think you said I couldn't do it. Right? Just be just be an just be an absolute punk and be like, you said I couldn't come back in ten months. I told you. <laughs> Whatever gets you going. Whatever gets you going. Um it's it's you're giving the advice that these recovery processes are going to take for a much longer case. And if you're able to come back quicker, it's because you applied the right amount of energy process and mind-body connection to your work. All right. So if we apply enough energy to coming back, it's possible we could speed up the process. But what happens in the mind? What happens with the ego? Well, the ego's got to be completely silenced. The part of you that says you're not going to come back, that fear of failure, that it's too slow, has to be silenced. You have to focus instead on wiggling all of these little piggies, not just your big toe, getting all the movement back inside of your body. Now we got to think about being positive. All right, I'm able to move my shoulder a little bit. Let me test it out. And that's what we're going to focus on. Test it out. Test it out. Dip your toes into the water to see if it's too hot to dip your body. Throw that. Throw the arm out there, right? Start moving around a little bit. Freestyle dance, right? Cut up on that. On the uh, Dance Dance Revolution right there. See if your body moves correctly. Twist. Rotate your body when you're sitting down. Chilling in front of Hulu. See if you can't get something to pop. I always tell people at the end of um, Reformer, when I'm teaching Reformer, see if you can't get something to pop, right? Like I'm a chiropractor. Just search for the crack. No. See if you can't add movement. Add movement to where there wasn't any when you started working out today. Add some movement to your body. That adds blood flow. That is what? Blood flow is what? Oxygen. All of that promotes better muscle contraction and movement. Yep. And that's what we want. Accept acceptance. We know how strong acceptance is in general. It gives your mind a sense of ease. It gives the struggle of coming back, of learning Latin, a sense of ease. Now that you have a sense of ease, the ego fear centers of your mind start to shrink. You stop focusing on those really messed up things. Make that, the, the fact that you stepped poorly, right, off the curb and snapped four of your toes. The fact that a freak accident, you were working in that obstacle course and there was someone, oh, shoot, someone surprised me. They're wearing a really cool pair of shorts. I was checking them out and I just tripped over that log real quick. Whatever it might be. We accept that it happened. We can move on. This is huge in general. And definitely when we get 
injured, one of the things that you guys can focus on is testing the waters after that. Once you've got something to crack, so to speak, you need to then push it. You need to load bear, right? Isometrically first. Isometrically hold positions for a little bit longer. Your PT will tell you all this stuff, I'm sure. Then move throughout a long range. Create positive shapes in your body. Can you tell I'm actually doing that stuff as I'm saying it? Right? Move around. All of this is going to build resilience. All of this is part of you counting the wins and tracking your progress. Right? Move your body. I remember, uh, I forget who he fought, but he had a fight right after blowing out his uh, ACL, Tony Ferguson did. He had a fight. And he was doing all of these exercises. He was doing all this quirky stuff. My boy seems like one of the quirkiest people you'll ever meet. And he's a high-level athlete. And if you search up his workouts, they're just crazy. Like, dude is a workhorse of the highest caliber. Loves to be in that room doing the thing. Loves to, frankly, be in a little bit of pain. And if you're an MMA fighter, please believe you're going to come face-to-face with what the reality of pain is. How to work through it and still be cognitive, still be strong, still be in the pocket. Right? That's why we admire what some fighters go through. They teach us the beats to resiliency. Old boy was up here stacking up boxes putting them in weird orbits that even i've never seen other trainers and coaches do do look like he was his own physical therapist i almost feel like he i think he might be actually like certified or something and then he did a side plank put the knife's edge of his foot on top of a box and was holding that side plank on the battered knee up high and i immediately thought bro was coming back way too early way too early right it's good that you can hold a position that actually matters a lot when you're talking about physical therapy but that's you have a minimum of six more weeks you have a minimum of three weeks of being able to hold that position for like a minute (laughs) and old boy was already talking about coming back and fighting and he did and i thought he would lose and i'm pretty sure he won his next fight but then he ended up losing a bunch after that which I think had a bit, I think it was a mindset. Instead of coming back stronger, right? I also think about Dominic Cruz, who is a professional fighter. He kept blowing out his knees, then that, and doing the one was plantar fasciitis of the feet, kept coming back. Took, lost years, I'm talking years of his career, years, because he kept coming back, would come back, get supremely messed up. Woo, injured, bad, and then have to miss another year, a year and a half. I'm talking about one of the most dominant champions inside of MMA, missing just literally career's worth of efforts due to injury. And I think it's because these men came back too fast. So now I'm watching someone like Kyler Murray and Rogers, and yes, we have all this beautiful medical technology. Get that cadaver, right? Get that blood flow, that PRP, right? Maybe it's that stem cell, whatever coming back fast now look i've never been paid (laughs) to play i've never been paid to punch right i've never been 
paid to hit. It swings. It swings a little bit differently when you're being paid to do them things. So please believe that if you've hit an injury, you might come back fast. But I'm throwing this theory out there. You recover fast from injury A, you're starting the deterioration or the onset of injury B that much faster. The quicker you come back from injury A, injury B is, you know, poking his head around the corner like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to explode. Right? That can that ankle, those ankle muscles are like they come back way too fast from that ankle. Meanwhile, the ACL is sitting there like, my turn next. Take your time during your rehab. Oh, build resiliency. Build resiliency and strength. Knowing that setbacks are natural and happen. You can't rotate that arm like you used to. Got to rebuild the arm. Got to rebuild the arm. That's what your focus has to be. Okay? Maybe you're not able to lift like you used to be able to lift, tearing your rotator cuff. Right. The goal of your future endeavors inside the gym will always circulate around rebuilding that rotator cuff. You can do all the thing in the world. You can go ahead and still do your squats, your runs, whatever. But it has to be with that little thing in mind. Whew. And make sure you count those wins too because... Nobody counts them for you, and every time you walk out with a W, that's going to matter, and it's going to keep you engaged in what you're doing. I like to track simply by imprinting in my mind with a positive affirmation. Basically, I didn't think I was going to do, I didn't think I was going to be able to throw that, that, that hook again without extreme pain. And it hurt less. Maybe it'll hurt less the next time. I literally think that whole sentence in my mind. And it helps to imprint what I'm doing. Right? Like footprints. Like that 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 picture. Right? The footprints on the next to the ocean. The waves don't even wash it away. It's imprinting. It's leaving an indelible stain on your mind so that you can remember to count the victories. A piece of paper for me is to... Like, you could throw that out on accident. And then, like, with all the crap that we jot down on our phone right there, it's like, now I'm just going to put more chicken scratch in there that says, like, you know, oh, I did 10 toe wiggles today. <laughs> I did 10 toe wiggles today. Imagine coming back to that note two years later. Hmm. <laughs> so, whatever you guys can do to track, do it. Imprint that ish on your mind. It will mean the world. Because you went from being the most athletically and physically. Now your gains are coming one-tenth of a percent at a time. But they are gains. But they're coming much more like, much less liberally. You've got to count those W's. All right? You do those things, you guys, and you'll come back from any, any injury, right? And then we can continue chasing down those wild animals for the long haul. All right, bet you didn't know that humans were built to actually be able to chase down animals for endurance. We like to think that we like to think that animals have the edge over us physically, but no, we're actually the most durable mammal 
on the planet. How cool is that? All right. So, hey, you know what? Be durable and indelible yourself. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how your physical therapy has gone in the comments. And until the next one, you guys stay all the way.